Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 337, and welcome back to my front porch. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful night here in Phoenix. Surprisingly, we are in June, and I'm not sweating outside. It's beautiful. There's some wind coming in. It's really, really nice out here on the front porch. Uh, The mornings have still been a little uh, not too hot. Get warming up. We're in the 70s, you know, in the morning, uh, but at least it's not the 90s. So we're getting there, but uh, right now it's, it's just so, so beautiful out tonight. But not as beautiful as where I came from. So a, a little over a week ago, uh, I got to, I got to marry my son and my now daughter-in-law Maisie in uh, South Haven, Michigan. It was beautiful, like sixty-five degrees. It was so beautiful, and we rented this huge, like it used to be a, a golf clubhouse. And it basically had, you know, kind of a huge barn and then it had this house attached to it. So we did the rehearsal dinner there and then Ben did his wedding. Ben and Maisie did their wedding at this like barn out in the middle of nowhere. It was so awesome. And I just, I keep telling people like, this is old guy stuff. Like the fact that I have a son who's married, which by the way, he comes back tonight from his honeymoon. Uh, that feels, that's some old guy stuff. Uh, I was just uh, up there doing the ceremony. I got to actually marry them and... I mean, I cried through about a quarter of it. It was just so beautiful. I'm so proud of them. And and it was also really cool because it was a community of people. I realized as I looked out, and one of the things I love about weddings, it's like a community of people. And you like see all these different people and you're like, you hope all contributed to to these two to their lives. You know, you've helped them get to this point. And so it's just a really cool moment, I think. For us as a family, but then also for our friends, um, just in family, it was just really, really cool uh, to celebrate Ben, and it was cool to see a lot of people show up. So, um, if you were there, uh, thank you for being there. It meant a lot to our family. It meant a lot to my son. If you weren't there, it was a party. It was so much fun. We danced. We laughed. Um, it was an amazing time. So that's part of the reason why I haven't been doing the podcast here for the last little bit because we've been in Michigan and then we went and visited some friends in Chicago and just had a really, really great time to honestly to catch up with a lot of people that we don't get to spend a lot of time with who we really love. So it was it was a gift. The, it, the time was an absolute gift. So hope you're doing good wherever you are, whatever time of day it is. I don't know if you're getting ready, trying to get the the, the kids ready to uh, for the morning. I don't know if you're going on a run or if you're in the car on the way to work. Uh, thank you for listening. It really does mean a lot to me, and thank you. There's a bunch of you that make this podcast possible through financial donations. So I just want to say huge thanks to those of you who continue to contribute, uh, either through one-time gifts or uh, through monthly donations. Again, you can do that at frontporchconfessional.com. little button there says partner, and you can partner with this podcast. So thank you so much for those of you who continue to do that. All right. 1 Corinthians 1558. Uh, heard this passage this Sunday at our church, and I thought, oh man, this got me thinking. It, it isn't exactly where he was going with it, but it got me thinking on uh, where we're going to go today. But this passage is Paul kind of summarizing what he's been talking about. And so that's why this word is there, therefore. Uh, that word is there for a purpose. So, uh, therefore, 
my beloved brothers, and I'm just going to say here, and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your work, your labor is not in vain. I'll read it again. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the, that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. I remember, uh, you know, when the kids were little, we'd go to the beach. We'd love the beach. Beach is my happy place, heaven on earth. And one of the one of the things kids loved to do when I uh, when they were younger, which is now kind of crazy to think about now that Ben's married, but uh, is they used to dig like these deep holes. And what they wanted me to do is they wanted me to kind of jump in the hole. So I'd jump in the hole and then they'd bury me all the way up above my knees. And so basically it looked like I didn't have any legs and I would just kind of swing around. And then they'd say like, break out, like get out. And it was incredibly difficult to get out. It couldn't, I couldn't just like wiggle out. It actually took some effort because, you know, they would stomp down on the sand. I was like locked in locked in, unmovable kind of thing. And so it got me thinking about this passage and what Paul's trying to refer to. Now, the Corinthian church was kind of pretty messed up and Paul's actually pretty straightforward with them on multiple different things, kind of refocusing them around the person of Jesus Christ and who they are. And so he's been walking them through chapter after chapter about the culture, what the culture's trying to do to them and who they really are, um, kind of helping them reframe, reframe and understand and, you know, who they are, what's going on. And so Paul's actually like very fatherly in this. You get a lot of fatherly language in there. He's like, he, he he's like from, he's like looking at this young church that he loves so much and they have so much potential, so much going on. And he's just trying to dial them into who they are, what's against them, but who they are. Are And what he's saying here is like this. He's kind of wrapping things up and he's like, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And it, and it got me thinking, that particular part got me just, got me thinking about this culture that we find ourselves in now. Not much different in some ways than the culture that he's writing to. You know, it's a culture that's completely given in to the pressures that's around it. The, you know, just desire is rampant. They can do what you want, do what feels good. And so Paul's, again, reframing everything through the gospel, reframing everything through who Jesus is and what it means to actually be a believer in Jesus Christ is saying to them that to be steadfast, unmovable. And those two words just got me thinking big time. Because I'm telling you what, as I have spent time with a lot of believers, what I, what I don't sense is immovability or steadfastness. It feels like believers feel like they're in quicksand. Like, like, like all of this stuff that's going on in our culture, like what is going on? It's so crazy. And it's like what I keep coming back to is it's always been crazy. It's always been crazy. It's always been nuts. And Jesus has always remained the same, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Something has happened inside of you. And maybe this is you. Maybe I'm speaking to you. Something has happened inside of your, inside of your soul, inside of your life, inside of your faith, 
that instead of being steadfast and immovable, you you are either compromising or you're running in fear. So many Christians are living on either side uh, of that pendulum, right? They're like scared out of their minds. And so they just go keep saying, get me out of here, Lord. Get me out of here, Lord. Get me out of here, Lord. And one of the things I'm going to preach to the day I Jesus comes back or, or I die is the Lord's here. You know, that's why the Jesus's prayer, why as he's teaching the disciples how to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're praying. His kingdom come. It's here right now with us. The spirit of the living God lives in us right now. But I find so many believers who want to jet out of here because stuff's hard. Or the call, the pressures of the culture and the compromise that they're trying to call us into. Like it's just too much. We feel like we're being lied to and manipulated and our guy didn't get in, in, in government or whatever. You name it. Our politician, which is mind-blowing to me. Or, or banks or you name it. You name it. Like they're just like, it, this must be a sign that the Lord's trying to get us out of here. Well, maybe. But I would rather go, he's here. And I want to spend time with him here. I want to ask him what he wants me to do here. And then the other side is a compromiser. What they're, what they're, what they're trying to do is go like, well, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, I don't want to make anyone feel bad. Or I don't want to be against things, quote unquote, against things. And so they begin to, to compromise. And they begin to give in to the culture, which is so interesting. The culture must go like, that's interesting. I thought you said you were this, but you just get a little pressure on you and then you fold. And so what, what Paul's trying to do here that I think is so important for you and I is actually like, who do you believe Jesus to be in your life? Because Paul's just establishing all these things about who Jesus is, what it means to be a believer, what it means to be the ecclesia, the body of Christ. And that's why he's wrapping up and going, hey, if, if you affirm this, here will be the byproduct of it. The byproduct is steadfastness, unmovable. No matter what your bank account says, no matter what politicians in place, no matter what agenda is being forced on our throats left and right, this is what we're called to. We're called to be steadfast, immovable. Listen, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The work of the Lord does not stop because stuff got hard, because stuff's confusing, because, you know, the pressures of what we experience kind of day in and day out or what our school systems say, or what our politicians, or whatever. The work of the Lord continues. Don't stop doing that. And I think I see so many people that want to tune into Fox News or CNN instead of like opening their, their Bibles and going, what is the Lord saying? Or just quieting themselves in the midst of all that chaos and going, Lord, you're speaking to me. Right now, your spirit is trying to direct me and lead me. And I want to listen. I want to hear you. I want to hear your voice. I want to be unmovable. I want to be steadfast. I want to continue. You have decided for me to be alive today to participate in your kingdom work. You've not chosen to come back today, right now. Which means I've got work to do. This is what he's saying. No, 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 no. I'm always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing knowing that in the Lord, 
your labor is not in vain. It's all about him. It's always been about him, always will be about him. And when it's about him, what it does is it impacts what we do day in and day out. And it impacts how we kind of weather these storms that come in and out of your life. And this is this image that Jesus is drawing us back to. It's like a house on the sand. And it's just kind of crumbling. Or it's like a house with a firm foundations. And the waves come smashing up against it. And it's okay. It's okay. And Jesus is the perfect example of this. The political powers that will be, both the Jews and the Romans, coming up against Jesus, wanting him to jump on their agenda or a compromise. And he says no. And what do they do? They kill him. They kill him. And he is displaying for us, he's giving us an example of what it is to be steadfast and unmovable. Paul himself going, listen, let me give you an example. Do my personal testimony about what it means to be steadfast and unmovable. And what we see in Paul is he gets beaten up for the gospel. He gets imprisoned for the gospel, shipwrecked for the gospel. And he continues to move forward. Why? Because he's tasted and he's seen to the Lord's good. And I wonder for so many of you is maybe, maybe, maybe you're tasting other things. Maybe you've refocused all that soul energy away from this connection and communion with the Lord and you've decided to give it away to the worries of this world. And and, and it's crushing you. And what we do is refocus back on Jesus, what Paul's trying to do, refocus the church back on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith, who is saying, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, all this hard work, it's not in vain. No, no, no. It's to glorify him, to join him in his mission to meet and heal the world for his glory and his honor. Because our immovable work will make an eternal difference. This is why we're here. This is what we've been invited into. And so the question is this. Do you find yourself right now steadfast and immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord, or do you find yourself obsessing with the issues of the day? Just reflect on that. Maybe today would be a day that you would confess, Lord, I am sideways on this and I need your help. Father God, we need your help. You know we do. Spirit of the living God, teach us to be present with, with you here in the kingdom that you've given us to, to be a part of, to participate in. Thank you so much for loving us and inviting us into this mission. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time.